Hey everyone, it's Storytime with Aussie Dad, and we're continuing reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. November, Monday. It's been over a week since Roderick's party, and I stopped worrying that Mum and Dad were going to bust us for it. But remember that bathroom door we switched out? Well, I forgot all about it until tonight. Roderick was upstairs in my room bugging me, and Dad went into the bathroom. A couple of seconds later, he said something that made Roderick stop cold. Hey, didn't this door used to lock? I thought it was over. If Dad knew about the door, it was just a matter of time before he found out about the party. But Dad didn't put two and two together. You know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if Mum and Dad found out about the party. Roderick would get grounded, which would be awesome. So if I can figure out a way to spill the beans without Roderick finding out, I'm going to go for it. Tuesday. I got my first letter from my French pen pal, Marmadou, today. I decided to adjust my attitude and give this whole pen pal thing my best effort. So when I wrote back to Marmadou today, I tried to be as helpful as possible. Dear Gregory, I am very privileged to make your acquaintance, Marmadou. Dear Marmadou, I'm pretty sure acquaintance doesn't have a C in it. I really think you need to work on your English. Sincerely, Greg. <laughs> I think it's dumb that Madame Lafria won't let us use email with our pen pals. Albert Murphy has already written back and forth with his pen pal a bunch of times, and it's costing them a lot of money in stamps. Dear Jackor, how old are you? Dear Albert, 12. Dear Jackor, oh, cost $14. Friday. Tonight, Rowley's parents went out to dinner, so they got him a babysitter. I don't know why Rowley can't just watch himself for a few hours, but believe me, I'm not complaining. Rowley's babysitter is Heather Hills, and she's the prettiest girl at Crossland High School. So whenever the Jeffersons go out, I always make sure to be up at Rowley's for story time. I went up to Rowley's at about eight tonight. I even splashed on some of Roderick's cologne to make sure I made a good impression on Heather. I knocked on the door and waited for Heather to answer, but I was caught a little off guard when Rowley's next-door neighbour Leland answered instead. I can't believe Rowley's parents switched babysitters from Heather to Leland. They should have at least checked with me before doing something stupid like that. Once I realised Heather wasn't there, I turned around to go back home. But Rowley asked me if I wanted to hang out and play Magic and Monsters with him and Leland. The only reason I said yes was because I thought it was some kind of video game. But then I found out that you play it with pencils and paper and these special dice and that you're supposed to use your imagination or whatever. It actually turned out to be pretty fun. Mostly because in Magic and Monsters, you can do all sorts of stuff you could never do in real life. When I got home, I told mum all about Magic and Monsters and how Leland was a really awesome dungeon keeper. Roderick overheard me talking about Leland, and he said that Leland is the biggest nerd at his high school. But this is coming from a guy who spends his Saturday nights putting fake throw-up on people's cars in a Home Depot parking lot, so I think I'll just take Roderick's opinion with a grain of salt. Wednesday. I've been going up to Leland's house every day after school to play Magic and Monsters. I was headed up there again today when Mum stopped me at the door. Mum has been acting real suspicious of this whole magic and monsters thing. 
And from the questions she's been asking me, I guess she must think Leland is teaching me in Rally witchcraft or something. So today, Mum said she wanted to go with me to Leland's to watch us play. I begged Mum not to come, because first of all, I knew she would never approve of all the violence in the game. And second of all, I knew that having her in the room would totally ruin the whole experience for everyone. When I begged Mum not to join us, it made her even more suspicious. So now there was no changing her mind. Rally and Leland couldn't have cared less that Mum came with me. But I couldn't enjoy myself because I felt like a total dork playing in front of her. I figured Mum would eventually get bored and just go home. But she stuck around. And right when I thought she was finally going to leave, Mum said that she wanted to join in the game. So Leland started setting up a character for Mum, even though I was trying to signal to him that it was a big mistake. When Leland created a character for Mum, Mum told Leland she wanted her character to be my character's mother in the game. I did some quick thinking and told Mum that all the characters in Magic and Monsters are orphans, so she couldn't be my mother. And Mum believed me. But then she asked Leland if she could name her character Mum, and he said yes. I have to give Mum credit for figuring out that loophole, but it totally ruined the rest of the game for me. Even though Mum wasn't technically my mother in the game, she sure acted like she was. At this one point, our characters were hanging out in a tavern waiting for a spy to arrive, and my dwarf, Grimlon, ordered a pint of mead. Mead is sort of like beer in Magic and Monsters, and I guess Mum didn't approve of that. The worst part of the game was when we got into a battle situation. See, the whole point of Magic and Monsters is that you're supposed to kill as many monsters as possible so you can get points and move up in levels. But I don't really think Mum got that concept. After about an hour of things going like this, I decided to quit. So I gathered up my stuff and me and mum headed home. On the way back, mum was really talking up magic and monsters, saying how it could help me with my math skills and stuff like that. All I can say is, I hope she isn't planning on becoming a regular at these games, because the first chance I get, mum is getting handed over to a pack of orcs. Thursday. After school today, Mum took me to the bookstore and bought just about every Magic and Monsters book on the shelf. She must have dropped about $200 and she didn't even make me cash in a single Mum buck. I realised maybe I judged Mum a little too quick and maybe it wasn't such a bad thing having her in our group after all. I was all set to take my new books up to Leland's but that's when I found out there was a catch. Mum actually bought all these books so me and Roderick could play Magic and Monsters together. She said it was a good way for the two of us to work out our differences. Mum told Roderick she wanted him to be the dungeon keeper just like Leland. Then she dumped the pile of books on Roderick's bed and told him to start studying up. It was bad enough playing in front of Mum at Leland's house, but I knew playing with Roderick would be about ten times worse. Mum was serious about me and Roderick playing together, so I knew I was going to have to go through with it. I spent about an hour up in my room making up characters with names Roderick couldn't make fun of, like Joe and Bob. Once I was finished, I met Roderick in the kitchen and we started our game. 
I guess I should be grateful that it was over with quickly, and I just hope Mum saved her receipts on those books. Friday. The teachers have really been cracking down on kids copying off of each other this year. Remember how I said I was glad I got put next to Alex Aruda in pre-algebra? Well, that hasn't done me any good. Mrs. Lee is my pre-algebra teacher, and I'm guessing she also had Roderick when he was in year seven, because that woman watches me like a hawk. Sometimes I think it would be really cool if I had a glass eye or something like that. First of all, I could use it to play all sorts of wacky tricks on my friends, but the main thing I'd use it for is to help me get better grades. On the first day of school, I'd aim my glass eye down like this, uh, pretty much setting up his glass eye so it looks like he's looking straight ahead and using his real eye to actually cheat. <laughs> then I'd go up to the teacher and say, listen, I just wanted to tell you I have a glass eye, so don't go thinking I'm looking at other people's papers. Then, during a test, I'd aim my glass eye down at my own paper, and I'd look at some brainy kid's paper with my real eye. Oh, maybe it was the opposite way. <laughs> I could copy away, and the teacher would be too dumb to know this. Unfortunately, I don't have a glass eye, so if mum asked me why I flunked my pop quiz in pre-algebra today... That's my excuse. Sunday. Roderick has been hitting mum and dad up for cash lately, so I guess the Mumbucks program isn't really working out for him. Mum has tried to make Roderick do more chores to earn some money, but that hasn't been going too well. But tonight, mum figured out a way Roderick could earn some cash. My school sent home a newsletter saying that music education has been cancelled because of budget cuts, so parents should get their kids private music lessons. Mum told Roderick he could give me private drum lessons and that she would pay him for it. I think Mum came up with the idea because lately Roderick's been telling everyone he's a professional drummer. There's this local show called The Community Follies where all the neighbourhood parents do a bunch of comedy skits and it's been running in our local theatre for about two weeks. The other night, the regular drummer got sick so Roderick filled in and he got paid five bucks. I don't know if that really makes Roderick a professional drummer, but that didn't stop me from using it to score points with the girls at school. When mum told Roderick he should start giving me drum lessons, he wasn't too hot on the idea, but then mum said she'd pay him $10 a lesson and that I could get a bunch of my friends to sign up too. So now I've got to recruit some people for Roderick's Drum Academy. And I can already tell this isn't going to be a lot of fun. Monday. I couldn't get any of my friends to sign up for Roderick's drum school except Rowley. And I kind of had to trick him into doing it. Rowley is always saying he wants to learn how to play the drums, but he wants to play the kind they use in marching bands. I told Rowley I knew for a fact that Roderick was going to cover all that stuff in week four. And that got Rowley pretty excited. I was just glad I wasn't going to have to take drum lessons all by myself. Rowley came over after school and we went down to the basement to start our first lesson. Roderick started us off with some pretty basic drum, uh, drum drills. There was only one practice pad and two drumsticks, so Rowley had to use a paper plate and some plastic utensils. But I guess that's what happens when you're the last person to sign up for a class. After about 15 minutes, Roderick got a call from Ward, and that put an end to our first lesson. 
Mum wasn't too happy to see me and Rally upstairs so soon, and she sent us back down to the basement. She said not to come up until Roderick had at least given us a practice assignment. So we did. Tuesday. Me and Rowley had drum lessons with Roderick again today. Well, Roderick might be a good drummer, but he's not a good teacher. Me and Rowley tried our best to do the drills Roderick taught us, but every time we messed up, Roderick would get frustrated. Eventually, he got so fed up that he took our drumsticks away. Roderick sat down at his drum set and told us to watch and learn. Then he started doing this really long drum solo that didn't have anything to do with the drills he was teaching us. Roderick didn't even look up from his drum set when me and Rowley left and went upstairs. I'm not complaining though, because the way I see it, this way everyone wins. Thursday. I got a history paper due the day before Thanksgiving, and I'd better start getting serious about it. The teachers are getting a lot stricter about the quality of work we turn in, and the way I usually do things isn't working so good anymore. Last week, we had a paper due in science, and Mrs. Breckman said we had to choose an animal to write about, so I picked the moose. I know I should have gone to the library and done research, but I just decided to wing it. The Amazing Moose by Greg Hefley Diet The moose eats many, many things, but the list would be way too long to put in this paper, so I'll save us all some time by just listing the things that the moose does not eat. Bubblegum Metal, pizza. Even though there are moose habitats set up all over the place, the moose is almost extinct. Everybody knows the moose evolved from birds, just like people did, but somewhere along the line, people got arms and the moose got stuck with those useless horns. The end. <laughs> I actually thought I did a pretty good job, but I guess Mrs. Breckman must be an expert on mooses or something because she made me go to the library and start the paper over from scratch. And my next paper isn't going to be any easier. I have to write a poem about the 1900s for Mr. Huff's class, and I don't know the first thing about history or poetry, so I guess I'd better start hitting the books. Monday. I was up at Rowley's playing board games yesterday, and the craziest thing happened. When Rowley was in the bathroom, I noticed that there was some play money sticking out of the box of one of the other games. I couldn't believe my eyes, because the play money inside that game was the exact same kind of money mum uses for mum bucks. When I counted it up, there was something like $100,000 in cash in that box. It only took me about two seconds to figure out what to do next. When I got home, I ran upstairs and stuffed the money under my mattress. I tossed and turned all night trying to figure out what to do with my new mum bucks. I realised mum would probably have some way of knowing the difference between phony mum bucks and the real thing. So this morning, I decided to try a little experiment. I asked mum if I could cash in some mum bucks so I could buy stamps to write my pen pal. I was really nervous when I handed mum the money but she took it without even blinking. I can't believe my luck. I figure I can make this $100,000 last all the way through high school and maybe even further. I might not even have to get a real job later on. The trick will be to not cash in too much at one time or mum will know something's up. And I have to remember to earn a few mum bucks for real here and there so she doesn't get too suspicious.
I will say one thing for sure though, and it's that I won't be using the money mum gave me to buy stamps. I got a picture from my pen pal Marmaduke in the mail yesterday, and that pretty much killed any chance of me writing him back. It's a picture of Marmaduke with a guitar saying, super cool. Tuesday. My big history paper is due tomorrow, but they've been saying all week that it's going to snow about a foot tonight, so I haven't really been sweating it all that much. At around 10, I peeked out the window to see how many inches of snow were on the ground so far, but I couldn't believe my eyes when I pulled back the curtain. Man, I was counting on school being cancelled tomorrow. I turned on the news to see what happened, but the weather guy was telling a totally different story than he was three hours ago. We really dodged a bullet this time, Bob. You can say that again, Barbara. Ha ha ha. That meant I had to get cracking on my history paper. The problem was, it was too late to go to the library, and we don't have any books in our house that are about the 1900s, so I knew I had to think something quick. Then... I had a great idea. Dad has bailed Roderick out a million times on his school papers, so I figured he could help me too. I told Dad about my situation, thinking he'd jump right in and help, but I guess Dad has learned his lesson in that department. Roderick must have overheard me talking to Dad because he told me I should follow him downstairs. You know how Roderick had Mr Huff, my history teacher in Year 7? Well, it turns out Mr. Huff gave Roderick's class the exact same assignment when he was in my year. Roderick dug around in his junk drawer and found his old paper, and then he told me he'd sell it to me for five bucks. I told him there was no way I'd do that. I'll admit, it was pretty tempting, because number one, since all of Roderick's assignments have gone through Dad, I knew Roderick got a good grade on his paper, and number two... It was in one of those clear plastic binders that teachers go crazy for. Plus, I had a huge stash of mumbucks under my mattress upstairs, and I knew I could pay Roderick with that. But I couldn't do it. I mean, I've copied off of people's papers on quizzes and stuff before, but buying a paper off of someone would be taking it to a whole nother level. So I decided I was going to just have to suck it up and do the paper myself. I started doing some research on the computer, but at about midnight, the worst possible thing happened. The power went out. That's when I knew I was in some serious trouble. I knew I'd flunk history if I didn't turn in the paper. So even though I didn't want to, I decided to take Roderick up on his offer. I scraped together $500 in mumbucks and went down to the basement, but Roderick didn't let me off that easy. Roderick told me his new price was 20000 in mumbucks. I told him I didn't have it, so he just rolled over and went back to sleep. At that point, I was really desperate, so I went upstairs and grabbed a big handful of $1,000 bills and brought them down to Roderick's room. I gave him the money, and he turned over the paper. I felt really bad about what I did, but I just tried not to think about it and went to sleep. Wednesday. On the bus ride to school, I took Roderick's paper out of my bag, but I took one look at it and knew something was seriously wrong. First of all... The poem wasn't typed out. It was in Roderick's own handwriting. That's when it hit me. Dad only started doing Roderick's papers for him once he got to year nine. So that meant this paper was Roderick's own work. I started reading Roderick's paper to see if I could still use it. But apparently, Roderick was even worse about doing his research than me. 
A Hundred Years Ago by Roderick Hefley. Sometimes I sit and wonder about stuff I don't know, like what the heck the earth was like a hundred years ago. Did cavemen ride on dinosaurs? Did flowers even grow? Well, we could guess, but that was back a hundred years ago. I wish they built a time machine and they picked me to go to check out what the scene was like a hundred years ago. Did giant spiders rule the earth? Were deserts filled with snow? I wonder what the story was a hundred years ago. <laughs> I guess I learned my lesson about buying a paper off someone, or at least off of Roderick. When third period rolled around, I didn't have anything to turn into Mr. Huff. I guess that means I'll be taking summer school for history. And my day got a whole lot worse after that. When I got home from school, mum was waiting for me at the front door. You know that stack of bills I paid Roderick with? Well, he tried to cash them all in at once to get money for a used motorcycle. I'm sure mum knew something was fishy, since Roderick has never earned a single mum buck on his own. Roderick told mum where he got the money, and she dug around my room until she found my stash under the mattress. Mum knew she never put $100,000 into circulation, so she confiscated all my cash, even the ones I earned for real. I guess that's the end of the Mumbucks program. To be honest with you, I'm kind of relieved. Sleeping on that pile of cash every night was really stressing me out. Mum was mad that I tried to put one over on her like that, so she gave me a punishment. But I got that out of the way before dinner. Thursday. Today was Thanksgiving and it started off like it always does, with Aunt Loretta showing up two hours early. Mum always makes me and Roderick entertain Aunt Loretta, and that means talk to her until the rest of the family shows up. The biggest fights me and Roderick have ever had were over who has to greet her first. The rest of the family started trickling in around 11. Dad's brother, Uncle Joe, and his kids were the last ones to show up around 12.30. Uncle Joe's kids all called Dad the same thing. Mum thinks it's really cute. But Dad swears that Uncle Joe tells his kids to do it on purpose. Which is, hi Aunt Fwank. Things are pretty tense between Dad and Uncle Joe because Dad is still mad at Uncle Joe for something he did last Thanksgiving. Back then, Manny had just started potty training and he was doing pretty good. In fact, he was probably about two weeks from being out of diapers. But Uncle Joe said something to Manny that changed everything. Better look out for the potty monster, little fella. It was six months before Manny would even step foot in the bathroom again. Every time Dad changed a dirty diaper after that, I heard him cursing Uncle Joe under his breath. We had dinner around two, and then people went into the living room to talk. I didn't feel like talking, so I went into the family room to play video games. Eventually, I guess Dad had enough of the family too, so he went downstairs to work on his Civil War battlefield. But he forgot to lock the door to the furnace room, and Uncle Joe walked in after him. Uncle Joe seemed pretty interested in what Dad was working on, so Dad told him all about it. Dad gave Uncle Joe this big speech about the 150th Regiment and the role it played at Gettysburg, and spent about half an hour describing the old battle. But I don't think Uncle Joe was really listening to Dad's speech. Thanksgiving didn't last too much longer after that. Dad went upstairs and turned up the thermostat until it got stuffy and everyone cleared out. And that's pretty much how Thanksgiving ends every year at our house.
And that's it for now. Thanks for listening.